morning, everyone. Uh, I don't want to let you down. Uh, this is America, and there's choices and options. And here in Sunday school, uh, you have options to move up forward uh, closer. And we can have eye contact, maybe a little bit better eye contact. Uh, it's optional. You can stay where you're, you're sitting. If you want to uh, have a reserved card so you can come back to your seat, by all means, come and borrow those. Um, and speaking of index cards, I don't know if, where you went to high school. And I don't know if you ever had the experience, uh, what they call it, a pop quiz. And when I went to high school, uh, they said, take out a 3 by 5 card. And uh, we had to, I guess, have supplies of 3 by 5 cards. And, well, this is New Day, and things have gotten bigger. So I've asked uh, Samuel and Abe to pass out f some 5 by 7 cards. And this is for a pop quiz uh, for all of you. So uh, please take one. If you're a, <clears throat> with a friend, if you're a husband and wife team and you want to uh, take two cards, you can take two. If you want to work on it together, you can. So if you're with a friend, you can work on it uh, with the friend. But everybody take one, and uh, we'll be asking for them back. I will be asking for them back fairly soon, and I'll tell you the question pretty soon. So, if you, um, again, if you want to work on it with somebody, it's an open book test, the book, the Bible. And uh, even if you weren't here, you might have an answer for the question based on previous knowledge. I will ask for a card back, even if it's blank. The question for the um, pop quiz is, for what cause or causes was Joseph put in jail? So that if you want to write that down, if you don't have something to write about, write with, uh, we can supply that. The question is, for what cause or causes was Joseph put in Potiphar's, or was Joseph put in jail? And in a moment, we'll I'll pick those up, and I may use your answers uh, for uh, the, um, the teaching time. Uh, turn, if you will, to Genesis chapter 40. As you can recall, we've been studying the um, life of, of Joseph, certain things about his life, even how, uh, where he was born and things like that. And uh, as we moved uh, more rapidly, we talked about how we, he was the object of his father's special love. And then he also became uh, the object of his brother's envy and um, hatred and plan to uh, sell him, put him in a pit, kill him. Uh, he was uh, rescued by Reuben and then uh, sent by because of a, a transaction uh, to Egypt where he became uh, Potiphar's uh, uh, slave and then he became the object of uh, the... Um, Seductive interest of Potiphar's wife, and then uh, because he uh, would not comply to her wishes and all, he was uh, put in jail. And this is where we find him uh, today. Uh, there's a lot I left out in there, uh, not, not because it'd give away the answers to the question, but just because um, uh, for time's sake. So now we're uh, in... Um, Genesis chapter 40, and uh, if you need titles to, um, to uh, teachings, I, I came up with a few possibles, and I'm going to choose some right now. The usual one has been, uh, with a small modification, by the way, uh, a study in God's working all things together for good in the lives of Joseph and his father. 
Another uh, title in no certain order of um, significance or dramatic effect would be How Long, O God? Or You're Not Just Dreaming. Last two. Do you like waiting? Or What are you waiting for? And depending on what emphasis you put the syllable on that one, might have some different meanings. So hopefully you have your three-by-five cards. You have, does anybody need any more time for their answers? Uh, raise your hand. If not, uh, Samuel and then Abe, would you mind picking those up, please, and bring me even the blank ones? Oh, you, don't, you don't have to sign them. Thank you. Uh, I had these numbered, and that's why I asked uh, Abe and Samuel to try to bring back even the blank ones, because um, I'd like to know if <laughs> some of them were pocketed or something kept like that. Um, so I, we may refer to these in a moment. So we're going to uh, start, we're going to go over chapters 40 and 41 today. So if, if you uh, have your Bibles uh, open, Genesis chapter 40, you can read uh, right above that in verse 20 of chapter 39. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into prison. And uh, then verse 21, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy uh, in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Verse 22, and the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hands all the prisoners. And 23, uh, the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because Yahweh or the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. Now, turn, if you will, and keep your um, finger there and turn to Psalm number, uh, Psalm 105. Uh, I was interested in uh, verses, especially verses 16 through 23. 23a, and I was interested especially in, in uh, 16 through 23, uh, but I think you'll understand why I want to, uh, to read, uh, starting in verse 1. Oh, give thanks to Yahweh, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing psalms to him, talk of his wondrous works, glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those rejoice who seek Yahweh, seek Yahweh and his strength. Seek his, seek his face forevermore. Remember his marvelous works which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Verse 6. O seed of Abraham, his servant, your children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is Yahweh our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. The word which he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham, and if you're not familiar, that's the covenant he made with Abraham to give him the promised land. But he would also have to go out of the promised land into a place that stay there 400 years and then bring back to the promised land. And things especially would happen uh, on the way to the promised land and on the way out of the promised land. But uh, verse 9 again. The covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac. And he confirmed it to Jacob for a statute to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as an allotment for your inheritance, when they were few in number, indeed very few, <clears throat> and strangers in it. They went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another, and, and he permitted no one to, to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sake, saying, Do not touch my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. Now, these next verses, we'll stop reading at verse 23, uh, have 
particular interest for our verses today in Genesis. Verse 16. Moreover, he called for a famine in the land. He destroyed all the provisions of bread. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with feathers, and he was laid in iron. In irons. There's a marginal reading that says his soul came into iron. Uh, there may, we don't really know which would be the best translation there. Uh, but we'll, we'll say they laid, he was laid in irons. Verse 19. Until the time that his word came to pass, the word of Yahweh tested him. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the people let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions. And 22, to bind his princes at his pleasure and to teach his elders wisdom. That probably means the elders, the older people of uh, Egypt. I wondered if it could mean his older brother's wisdom, which he's going to do or had maybe already done. It probably means the elders, uh, the older people in, in Egypt. In the very first part of verse 23, Israel came into Egypt. So now if you will go back to um, chapter 40. Thank you for your responses. Uh, and, and I'm just reading these as I, as I get here. For, let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for these people here. Uh, as our brother said, we want to be changed. Our, our predestination is to be like, like the Lord's, like Christ. So we pray that uh, I would be a change agent, or really your Holy Spirit would use his word, your word, to change us and bring glory to your son. And may all these things bring glory to your son. And we praise you and we thank you. And we pray in your son's name. Amen. I'm sure I can read these. So, and uh, there's a lot of answers which I'm kind of uh, encouraged about. For what causes one? There may be a recurrent theme here. A curse by Potiphar's wife of sexual attack. Yeah. For Joseph's development, patience, dependence, interpretation of dreams, all good. For God's work in Pharaoh's life and in the nation of Egypt and in the life, lives of Joseph's brothers and Jacob's life and in the nation of Israel, uh, all good. And the last one, this particular one, was for God's glory. Unjustly accused by Potiphar's wife, God's purpose that Joseph would demonstrate God's sovereignty and power and restore Israel. All good. Joseph was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, seems to be showing, and, uh, uh, and lie with, yeah. And, but Joseph was faithful to God and would not sin. All good. God needed him in Potiphar's court. That's right. Or, not Potiphar's court. Pharaoh's court, that's right. Joseph needed time to mature in order to be able to handle the job God had had for him. <clears throat> All good. <clears throat> wow, these are really good answers. This one um, has A, one, two, and three, four. Uh, resentment, jealousy, appearances, pride on the part of others, anger that uh, someone did... Anger that someone did the right thing. For what cause? Anyway, that's the question. Because he was accused. God, because God had a plan. Right. Joseph was falsely accused of trying to 
uh, be with Potiphar's wife, and the, and the wife uh, took, took his garment. This was the, the last of time, many times Joseph rejected her um, uh, advances. All good. Uh, this one puts it very simply. One, God's will. Potiphar's wife, false accusations. Potiphar's, uh, Joseph did not comply with Potiphar's wife. Accusation of adultery, <clears throat> Potiphar's wife. Joseph, um, Joseph avoided Potiphar's wife as much as possible. He refused her advice, advances, blank. Because of Potiphar's wife blaming him for sed- seduction, blank. Circumstantial evidence of attacking Potiphar's wife, the, the, the garment she held onto attempted to seduce him, her accusations, Potiphar's authority and decision. Accusation by Potiphar's wife, false accusation, attempted rape. um, Because of the accusations, he he made advances to Potiphar's wife. Sexually assault uh, of Potiphar's wife. Tried accusation, I think Potiphar thought that. Lastly, for allegedly trying to uh, rape Potiphar's wife, for false accusations, for God's will to be worked out, start... Long, short-term and long-term, to teach Joseph to trust God for all circumstances. Training, training Joseph for future plans God had for them. God moves in mysterious ways. Uh, this, this last one could be the conclusion. Uh, there are causes. God is working out causes. There are primary causes and secondary causes, and we named a lot of secondary causes. The, the main reason, as this person said here, for God's will to be worked out, short-term and long-term, to teach Joseph something to trust God and training Joseph for future plans he had for him. Uh, very good, wonderful. Now, let's, let's get to our verses. Um, we're not going to read the verses uh, all of a sudden. We're going to, I mean, at once, we're going to just go through the verses with some comment. Uh, this is Genesis chapter 40 and verse 1. It came to pass... After these things, that the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their lord, the king of Egypt. Now, you're going to have to let me give me... Butler's a problem with me. It's probably the wrong way to to translate it. I'm going to say the word, as much as I can, I'm going to use the word cupbearer. Both the cupbearer and the the baker had very prominent um, roles in Pharaoh's government because it had to deal with Pharaoh, uh, his food and his drink, uh, food being the the bread. And... uh, uh, it came to pass, huh? Was that, cha- was that chance or was it God's providence? I hope that you know it wasn't by chance. It was God's providence. In verses 2 through 4, and Pharaoh was, well, by the way, we don't know for sure what they did uh, when this offense, and we won't dwell on that. And Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker. So he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard in prison in the place where Joseph was confined. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them, so they were in custody for a while. So Pharaoh's cupbearer, <laughs> the key word there is Pharaoh's cupbearer, and Baker met Joseph. And what a place to meet him, huh? What a place that God had him meet the Pharaoh, the, um, the king of Egypt. Verse 5, 
Then the butler, or then the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were confined in prison, had a dream. Both of them, each man's dream in one night, and each man's dream with his own interpretation. Dreams. God uses dreams. Uh, uh, some of you are into this. I know. Can you? Uh, maybe you know when the when the first mention of a dream was in the Bible. It was uh, in Genesis, of course. Uh, it was the king of Gerar, I think you say his name, or Abimelech, and that was when Abraham visited the Philistine territory where Gerar. A dream came to that king. Verses six through seven. And Joseph came to them in the morning and looked at them, and he saw that they were sad. The marginal reading is dejected. You might say their countenance had fallen. So he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in the custody of his Lord's house, saying, why do you look so sad today? Now, do you notice notice that that, uh, Joseph noticed their sadness? He was concerned about them. He was a, a caring man. He cared for those that were under his concern. He was being a good jail officer, I, I suppose. And maybe that's just part of his character. Um, verse 8. And they said to him, We've had a dream, and there is no interpreter for it. So Joseph said to them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me them, please. God, Joseph knew what God could do. Joseph had a sense, and this is probably prevalent with Joseph because of the things that he had learned growing up. He had a sense of God's presence and a sense of his abilities. God can interpret dreams. So in verses 9 through 13, we get the dreams. The cupbearer told his dream to Joseph and said, Behold, in my dream, a vine was before me, and the wine... There was three branches, and it was as though it budded, its blossoms set forth, and its clusters brought forth ripe grapes. And then Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup and placed them in Pharaoh's hand. Verse 12. And Joseph said, This is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Now, within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place. And you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand according to the former manner when you were his cup bearer. Do you notice here that uh, there's a sense of three-day test that uh, Joseph uh, has imposed upon himself or just actually the dream that he had to interpret? A three-day test. He said, this is, a three, this is, is going to happen in three days. So Joseph's uh, prophecy was going to have to come true in three days or he might be just uh, thrown out as a false prophet. Look at verse um, 14 and 15. This is Joseph saying to the cupbearer, but remember me when it is well with you. Please show kindness to me and make mention of me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house. For indeed, I was stolen away from the land of the Hebrews. And also I have done nothing here as, as your answers have given in these cards. I have done nothing here that they should put me into this dungeon. Joseph requested the favor of the cupbearer. He said, hey, you know, when you get out, ask Pharaoh to get me out of here. This is a, I, I was, I, I was um, put here 
unjustly. Uh, was it was it wrong? You think you think it was wrong for for Joseph to do that? Or was he the possibility of was he depending on man as opposed to God's timing? I, I don't think so necessarily. I think he was being natural. Uh, he, he, he I don't we don't know how long he had been in jail, but by this time, and I, I don't know if you've ever been falsely accused or uh, being punished, so to speak, for things you didn't do or being afflicted for things you didn't do, and and. And being from where Joseph came from to where he is now, for no reason of his own, he probably got tired of it. And maybe, uh, maybe I, I don't know, maybe he was just uh, trying to get any way out. But he did ask. And uh, I think, as, as the cards indicated, Joseph was going to have to learn to wait on God. Now, um, let's, let's read the next dream of the baker. That'd be verses 16 through uh, 22. And then the chief baker saw the interpretation was good. And he said to Joseph, I was also in, uh, in my dream, and there was three white baskets on my head. In the uppermost part basket, all kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh, and the birds ate them out of the basket on my head. So Joseph answered and said, this is the interpretation of it. The three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift off, lift off your head from you and hang you on a tree. And the birds will eat your flesh from you. Now it came to pass on the third day that this was Pharaoh's birthday, and they made a great feast for all the servants. And he lifted up his head for the chief baker, for the um, for the chief cupbearer, and the chief baker among his servants. Then he restored the chief cupbearer to his job again, and he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker, as Joseph interpreted them. We notice here that Joseph was not reluctant to tell the baker the truth about his fate. It was bad news. Maybe the baker thought that because Joseph had given good news to the chief cupbearer, he was going to give good news to him. Joseph delivered the news in, I suppose, a godly, straightforward way. And when we are called upon to tell people that God is going to judge them? Do you, do you water it down a little bit, or do you sweet talk a little bit? I asked Vicki about this, if I could do this. She had a conversation one time with a, a lady who was a, a friend as a Muslim. She had met her in Dayton, and she still has this friendship with her. They were having a continued friendship conversation in a restaurant, and she asked uh, Vicki, hey, Vic, uh, people tell me if I don't believe in, in, in Jesus as God, I'm going to hell. Vicky started to pray, started thinking. And you can ask Vicky the exact story, uh, I mean, what she said, but she said, God is a holy God, and God also has to judge sin. And if you don't have meet up to his standard, then you have to be punished for your sin, and you must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior to be saved. And Vicky said she could see her friends mind-turning and thinking about these things, they went on talking. They've had a relationship, still Facebook friends. She came and saw Vicky do Corey Timboom and all those kind of things and still uh, has a, a Facebook relationship and maybe sees her from time to time. Vicky was not, she didn't cower behind uh, that and uh, just sort of say, well, don't worry about it. You know, we're still friends. Everybody's going to get to heaven if they do good things or, or just believe. Um, some of you know that I have uh, been dropped in my lap. Uh, uh, the, the, 
the cancer patients that I work with who are terminally ill and they come into me because they're getting special treatment and they're going to have, um, they're getting this special treatment for their cancer. They know it's terminal. They know that they're sort of last chance. And, and so um, at the end of the conversation, I tell them the official part of the exam is over and all. And then I tell them, hey, uh, I want to let you know I'll be praying for you. And they say, thanks. And I said, and I go on, I say, you know, your cancer can kill you. And I wait for a pause and they think they got that figured out already. And I said, but it can't keep you out of heaven. Only your sin can do that. See, you have a fatal disease. And I go into the gospel, you have a fatal disease. And that uh, Jesus, being the great physician, can cure that, what he did on the cross, and give them a tract, and, and, they, and they're very appreciative of it. I, I couldn't help but do that in that situation. And may the God help us as we do that, uh, as we have those opportunities. Look at verse 23. Yet the chief cupbearer did not... Remember Joseph, but forgot him. Now, the next uh, verse is going to tell us it happened for two years. Uh, God did not forget Joseph. And Joseph had to learn how to trust God in that situation. A hard situation, a situation he wasn't in, a situation he didn't deserve to be in. He didn't bring it upon himself. But it was training and he was learning. As one of your responses, he was learning for future service. Let's go to chapter 41. Now, it came to pass, there's that again, was it chance or is it providence, that at the end of two full years, Pharaoh had a dream. What do we know about the king's heart? The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Pharaoh had a dream, and behold, he stood by the river. For the sake of time, we're, we're not going to go into the, the, uh, uh, the dream just because um, the sake of time. Um, he had dreams where there was uh, fat cows and, and prominent uh, things of wheat, and the fat cows and the big, healthy-looking wheat ate the, um, uh, the plump ones. Uh, the, the, the skinny ones ate the plump ones. And um, it happened twice. It almost like, this is for sure going to happen, Pharaoh. Um, now, look at verse... Um, so they, 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 they couldn't interpret uh, those dreams. And so look at verse, um, but they, verses 9 through 13. Uh, the, the, the magicians in Egypt couldn't uh, interpret Pharaoh's dream. So, but the, the, the cupbearer said, I remember my failings this day. Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put me in custody of the house of the captain of the guard, both me and the chief baker. Each had a dream in one night, he and I, each of us dreamed according to the interpretation of his own dream. Now there was a young Hebrew man with us there, a servant of the captain of the guard, and he told, we told him and he interpreted our dreams. To each man he in, interpreted according to his own dream. And he said, and it came to pass, he interpreted it, and so just as he, just as he said, he, restor, I, he restored me to my office and he hanged him. Verses 14 and 15 uh, t- would tell us that Pharaoh wanted to see Joseph pretty fast. They brought him out of his prison. They gave, made him look respectable for the uh, governor, the, the governor of, of Pharaoh. Pharaoh told him the dream, verse 15. I've had a dream, and there's no one who can interpret it, but I have heard that you, that you can understand it to interpret it. Look at verse 16. And Joseph answered Pharaoh and saying, it is not in me. The um, Hebrew there is only one word for all those words in English. It is not in me. It's almost 
It's almost like uh, Joseph was saying, uh, I, I'm going to say it in a funny way, not, but I don't think he would say that. He would honor the king, but he would also fear God. And he was saying, not really, Pharaoh. Not, no, not, not me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of, of peace. So he, he humbled himself. He, he, he told them the truth. In the next, from verses 17 to 24, Pharaoh recounts his dreams again. And then, in verses 25 to 32, Joseph interprets them. Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Maybe that God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. And he goes in to explain that these mean that there are going to be some good years for, <clears throat> uh, 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 of, uh, for Egypt, and then there are going to be some years of plenty. Most of us are familiar with the story. And verse 32, and the dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice because the thing was established by God. In other words, it's going to happen, Pharaoh. It's in God's plan. And God will shortly bring it to pass. Verse 33. Now therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this. Let him, and so he gives him a plan about how to uh, work things out for the best of Egypt. And uh, Pharaoh likes the plan. as It's advice that uh, Joseph gave uh, Pharaoh. And look at, um, and, and he was not self-seeking. And you wonder who was in charge there. Was Pharaoh in charge or was Joseph or God? We know that God, we know that Joseph's God was in charge. But he was not self-seeking. Joseph was not self-seeking. Look at verse 38. And Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such a one as this, a man who's in the spirit of God? Now you wonder if that's uh, the first mention of the spirit of God indwelling a person. But uh, we'll leave that to your own scholarship. But notice he said also he was a man of wisdom and discernment. The next four verses, 40 through 44, we see God elevating Joseph to second in authority. God moving, God moving Joseph around and finally to the place where he has Joseph. And this is verses 43 to 46 says it was 46 through 49 said that Joseph was about 30 years old when he entered the service there. Of course, that reminds us of the Lord Jesus. God is working his plan, and he works the plan through Joseph. We can read about Joseph has two sons in 15, verses 15 and 52. We'll just casually look at their names. Pharaoh gives him a wife, and also he gets uh, a new name, and he gets uh, sons are born there. Let's, let's read it. Manasseh, for God has made me forget all the toil in my father's house. In verse 52, Ephraim, for God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. In verses 53 through 57, we can read about there was a famine. God had brought a famine about. In all the lands, in all the face of the earth, so all the countries came to Joseph in Egypt for food. This is all under God's plan. All of God's providence to bring about the promises he had made to, to Abraham. So hopefully that's uh, fairly obvious uh, to you. And that would be one of the major, main points of noting, uh, trying to go over Joseph's life, how God used things that were uh, afflicting to Joseph, hard on Joseph, but he was bringing upon his plan and his time and his way. And Joseph also resembles the Lord Jesus a lot. Remember how he asked uh, the 
the cup bearer to remember him. That's like we will be doing too, to remember him when things are going well for you. And that's what we'll be doing soon. If, if this is not a stretch, but he got a Gentile bride. Joseph got a Gentile bride. He was 30 years old when he went to the service of his ministry. And also the Lord Jesus was afflicted without a cause. Remember, remember Pilate before Pilate? I find no reason. I find no reason to afflict him, but then he went ahead and had him scourged. Joseph had to learn God can be trusted. He had to learn that God sees. And God sees, not only does he see, but also he'll remember, and not only all these things, he will act. God doesn't just look and see things happen. Oh, well, he is active and active in his creation, also the people that he has made, and also the people that he is bringing together to be more and more like the Lord Jesus. Our time is up. I wish I could have a look. I went pretty fast there towards the, um, the end, and hopefully the Lord can bless his word. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your, your word. We uh, pray that we would be able to see your son better and better, trust you more and more uh, in our lives, and, uh, and also to, to look to, to you when we, are, when we suffer unjustly. If, if we are called as Christians in this country uh, to suffer unjustly, let it not surprise us, but let us be more like your son who just entrusts himself to ones who judge justly. Uh, we thank you for your mercy today. We uh, pray for the, um, the other brothers that are going to be preparing uh, lessons from the uh, life of Joseph and his family. Give them special help and grace. Again, we thank you for this, uh, your word, and we pray these things in your son's name. Amen.